You're listening to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, the show that proves no one stumbles upon success ever. With your host, Lou Need. Every Mondays and Thursdays, we deliver cold heart evidence behind the power of a robust morning routine. Get ready to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Hello, morning enthusiasts. Welcome to the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lou Need, and today I have the honor of introducing a very special guest to the show, Brent Webb. Brent is a superstar himself. He is a motivational speaker. He has worked with Jessica Simpson, uh, Shaka Khan, you know, you name it, Kenny Rogers, and he's been at the White House. Well, he's a acclaimed mind power expert and motivational speaker and has headlined for tons and tons of hotels, including the Hilton, has done it for um, Ford as well. And so he's, you know, he's been all over the world. And so it's an honor to have him on here. And I'm looking forward to hear about his story. And of course, his um, morning routine so he can get up and dress up and show up to do what he do. So with no further ado, Brent, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Great to be here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Tell us about that. You didn't wake up and was a motivational speaker. Like, what does it take? How do you become one of those? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I was a little chubby kid from the Midwest, and I started out as a magician because every kid who's got, you know, I was an only child, like I said, kind of backward. A lot of those kids gravitate towards magic. They want to do something that you can't do, right? So that's how I started. But when I, I was going to the library, checking out a lot of books on magic, and one day I accidentally got the magic of believing which mm-hmm. is a self-help book about the mind and how you you know you transform your life by transforming your mind i'm 10 years old or something read that book and man it was like somebody punched a hole through the wall and i saw a completely different universe than i was used to living in so it really went from there i just started you know doing more shows but talking more about the mind learning about that we all have this amazing computer we're born with this thing and they never tell us how it works it's like when you get a cell phone or a toaster or a microwave you get a huge manual that tells you exactly how to use it right you get this sophisticated supercomputer nobody ever says anything about how to operate this thing so that's really what i devoted my life to and then from there i met don rickles and i went and opened for celebrities but the whole time it's been about you know teaching people how to unlock unleash their mind power so using magic no i started with that and then i let that go a long time ago it started going into i i realized this is real magic. It's like you're doing mm-hmm. tricks over here, right? But with mindset, you can literally transform your entire reality. So this yeah. was so far beyond, you know, standing on stage and getting applause is one thing. But when you're, you know, people are writing to you and saying, you changed my life. I was going to kill myself. I have the best relationship I ever had with my mother after all these years. That's really what it's about for me now. It's not the, used to be the, oh, you're so amazing, right? <laughs> now it's, you're helping me. It's just a completely different thing. I, I agree. Have you helped people to transform their lives? It's how do you come up with like what to say to help individuals? Because you're not talking to one person in the audience, right? You have a big audience, and you kind of um, prep yourself because you do this for colleges too. So you have a range of audience that you do it for. How do you prep to actually tailor it? Well, it depends. Obviously, you tailor it to the group. So last weekend, I was in California at uh, one of the most prestigious country clubs, which is like, you know, 
So it's a different audience. It's 70, 80-year-old millionaires. So that's going to be different than 19-year-old college kids Mm -hmm. who have their entire future ahead. But the message is basically the same. And it comes down to, it doesn't matter how old you are. I was 10. And I know people that are 80 years old that have gone through their entire career. They're now at the end of life, but they're living a completely different life. So age doesn't really matter. It just how you package the message is what's different. So for the younger people, you know, you're putting it in the all the hopes and all the the dreams, all the things they can do. For older people, it's you've done, you've had your your career, you've done all that. Now it's you time. Now you can do the things you always wanted to do and never had time to do. So I have a basic message that's just slightly tailored to the group, but it's always the same. It's that you have this amazing mind and it can change your life if you just give it the, you're in the way. It's always you. Any problem we have, almost 98% of them are mindset. So any problem you're looking at, it's almost a mirror. You're looking at, it's yourself that's standing in your way. And when people get that, whether you're 10 or you're 80, they understand it. I mean, when you get that lightning strike, it just changes the way you see things. And when you change your the way you're looking at your reality, your reality starts to change. You are in the way. You, You are in your own way. Um, per se. So that, that leads, segues into a fixed mindset versus the other one. When you have Abundance. the first, yeah, fixed mindset and versus the, um, when you don't blame, the difference is you don't blame others or your surroundings or who you are for what's happening for your situation versus when you do, when you think nothing's going to change. I think that's the fixed one. Yeah, nothing's going to change. This is the destiny. This is where, this is what's meant to happen. How do you, Let's talk about that and elaborate more on that. Well, again, it's understanding. It's the same thing with the people that have that mindset of lack where they grew yeah. up and their parents, it was always, you know, money is hard, money is hard to earn. People that have money are, are bad. And you get this thing about money, right? And then, so there's that lack abundance mindset. If you don't believe that you deserve it, you're never going to get it yeah. because you've got to be the first. Nobody's going to walk up and say, oh, you're a fantastic. You can do this. You can do that. Because everyone is in their own battle, worried about themselves most of the time, right? And it's not, there's a big difference between being self-confident and having, you know, some people, they are self-confident when they don't, they shouldn't be. They've got an overabundance of that, right? But it's coming from a place of just ego or something. So mm-hmm. you have to understand mindset is everything. So when you when you do that, you start patrolling your own mind. You got to be your own gatekeeper up there, right? I always tell people a great way to start if you've never done anything, right? And we'll get to the morning routine because I, I every morning I do and, and evening. But if you've never done that before, the easiest thing to do is just write yourself a, make a post-it note, draw a flower on it, something, put it on the wall. Every time you see that, you stop and you just write down what you're thinking at that moment. Because over time, you will start to see it is almost all negative. You know, mm-hmm. we spend about 80% of our time worried about things we could have done in the past. We should have, and I wish this would have happened and I, I would have ended up with her, right? Or we're in the future worrying about all this stuff that's never going to happen the way that we're afraid it will. So it's all about realizing that now is the only chance we have to make any change because this moment is the only moment when you can do anything. If you're stuck in the past, that's over. So you can't do anything there. If you're off in the future, that has not happened. The thing is, when the past happened, it was the present, right? There really is no past. When the future comes, it will come in the present. It won't come in some far. So once you realize that, 
I don't want to play in the past or the future because they can't change. They can't do anything for me. So it's the now. You see the post-it note. You write what you're thinking. And after a week, you'll start to see, wow, the amount of negative things on my mind. And when you start to do that, you're kind of patrolling your mind. You're the policeman up there. And you can start to change it once, but you've got to know what's going on first. And what we're doing, the world is so hectic and we're going all day long. Nobody ever stops. Just think, what am I thinking? What am I feeling right now? You know, what am I bringing into my life? So that's the easiest way to start. Just becoming conscious of what your mind is doing up there when you're not paying it. I call it autopilot. It's like yeah. you're driving down the road. You know, you're not going, I got to turn left. I got to turn right. I got to go a mile and turn. You're not. You're thinking about fighting with your boyfriend. You're thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner. You're thinking about your presentation at work. Staying in the now. As soon as you pull yourself back, you're winning because mm-hmm. that's how you win this game is to constantly pull back focus to the present moment, let go of everything else. And it'll come after over time. You'll get really good at that. Yeah. Yeah, that's food for thought right there. It's like a, a popcorn, just thoughts popping up all the time and they're totally subconscious, unconscious, like you're not even aware of them. Do you foresee that parental figures play a role in those thoughts that affects us as adults? More than anything, because in my show, the first thing I, I explain to people is you're programmed. You can sit here and look at me and you can deny it and you can say it's not true, but we're all programmed. When we are born, we don't have a religion, a name. We're not homophobic or sexist or racist. That is coming from somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. So that programming in our first eight years that we're alive, it's like having a tape recorder going in our head. It's just recording everything. The problem is between those ages, you're not mature. You're not an adult. So the decisions you're making as a kid They're immature decisions. The problem is that tape is what's running inside your head today. So anytime you're like on autopilot, again, you're driving the car and you're on autopilot, the tape that's running is the tape that was made when you were a kid. So anything your parents said or did, brothers, sisters, uh, teachers, media, government, school, you're programmed. You know, they're programming you for the job that you want, that they want you to have. They don't want people to be entrepreneurs. They, you know, the government, the media, they don't want that. They want cogs in the machine. They want you to do a job, work nine to five. That's what they want. Your parents are putting on you everything that that was put on them. It's not their fault. Their parents didn't know what to do either. So Mm -hmm. you're taking on their homophobia, their racism, their sexism, all of that. So your parents, if you have the right group around you, parental group, um, Mm -hmm. siblings, it can transform everything because the voice that's in your head now, if that voice is from somebody telling you you're not good enough, you're too fat, you're stupid, that is going to control the rest of your life. So what you teach your kids is so important. I mean, it's more important than anything, really, than, than the shoes that you buy, you know, if they're getting the new Nike Airs, it's none of that crap. It's what are you teaching them about their mind, about interacting with other people, about self-confidence, about doing whatever they want to, you know, you can do what you want to do. There are some parents that, you know, oh, money's not for, it's only for some people. You can't do that. That's not for people like us. You can't do a job like that. That's for people in California or, or whatever. So parenting, a huge thing. I mean, it really starts what's on your tape is coming from the people around you eight and under. So uh, parenting, yeah. That is scary. You're not even allowed to reason at that age. No, you and the, the, when you're a little kid and it's all, 
you're asking all these questions. How long does that last before the parent finally goes, stop? When you're going, why, 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 right? You, the parent hears that enough and then it's just finally, come on, it's enough, too much. Yeah. You know, you're not even, t- you're, you're shutting them down when they're being inquisitive, when they're wanting to know. When you're a kid, everything's amazing. You're outside and you're playing with a stick and a box and you've created this whole world, right? Where does that come from? Where does it go? It gets beat out of us. Right. Yeah. We, we get put into school, be alike, look alike, sit in these desks, don't talk. It's mind control on such a big scale that when we come out of this thing, we just don't even realize it. And how do we begin to like you have a thing like fix our thoughts? You know, how do we it, 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 you said, you know, it's possible. I know it's possible. I've done the work as well. So tell us, how can we fix our thoughts from giving that historical background? Right. Like from eight years old, we've been programmed and then we go direct, live our life in somebody else's direction that it's not even our own. The number one thing you can do, the most reward and the less pain is to just become aware. Awareness is a huge thing because what happens is when when you're aware of these thoughts, when you're aware of these mindsets, they start to disappear by themselves because again, mm-hmm. they weren't created when you were when you were mature, they are not logical anymore. They are something that you created as a kid to get by, to survive mm-hmm. because someone else told you, right? When you drag that into the light today and you become aware of it, it starts to disappear because it's an illusion. And any illusion can't stand up to being, you know, with a bright light on it. So the great thing about it is you don't have to, people think, okay, I've got to go in my thoughts now and I've got to go through all this pain I went through. You don't. All you've got to do is start becoming aware that there's a voice in there, right? There's a voice yeah. talking in my head. Yeah. There's a couple. There's a couple yeah. of some people. There's, there's, <laughs> or more. But there's the voice that you make talk, Okay. When you need to do something, you're you're making this voice talk, right? And then there's the bitchy roommate, I call it. That's the voice that just talks. It narrates your life. It tells you how horrible you are, how dumb this decision was, right? Yeah. It's becoming aware. If you had a, a real roommate that said the crap to you that your mind says, you would throw them out in a day. But you've got this person with you. You're dragging them through your life. And they are literally, they will tell you one thing and it was proven wrong. They'll tell you the opposite. It doesn't matter. It's just your mind trying to protect you. So what it's doing is you're walking down the street, you see someone coming towards you, it looks like your uncle who was abusive to you, your mind starts to connect that. And so it's trying to find something from the past to fit into the present, to save you, okay? We don't need that anymore. That's back when it's, you know, fight or flight. I walk outside, there's a tiger. What do I do? We don't have that anymore. Now it's, do I look okay? What does this person think of me? It becomes all this, you know, this crap that makes no sense. Mm -hmm. So you just become aware. Just by bringing awareness, you're driving down the road, right? The guy in front of you is driving slow and you're back there arguing and yelling and you're cussing him out and calling him names. He has no idea what's going on, right? He doesn't know this is happening. Let it go. Become aware that you're doing that and just stop doing it, right? You have a picnic on Saturday and it rains and you're saying, oh, the world hates me and it's raining. It's ruined my day. Let it go. Just become aware that you're doing it. And eventually, uh, what I always tell people is name that voice. Okay. My voice is named Carl. And when Carl starts talking all this crap, I just start to laugh and say, Oh God, listen to Carl. Now he's talking and it becomes a joke, but it breaks, puts a break there. And that's what it's about. Awareness puts a break in that tape that runs in our head. Every time you do that, you get a little millisecond break. And the more that happens, what starts to happen is when something unfolds in front of you now, it almost moves in slow motion. 
and you're able to deal with the situation, instead of being sucked into the drama of it and you're fighting from the inside and you're so upset, you look at it from the outside before you get pulled in and everything moves very slow. It's like being in the zone, they call it. Mm -hmm. And so you're dealing with that situation now from power. Instead of from, you're pulled into the drama and now you're fighting from there, you deal with it from the outside. So awareness will change everything. All you've got to do is just go, Oh my God, what is that all, you know, and just laugh about it. That starts the process. You don't have to do anything else. Mm. Easy does it. That, that's good to know so that you're not uh, a victim, just kind of being swayed like a plastic bag in the wind, wherever <laughs> your thoughts take you, because we do have six, over 6,000, 60,000 of them, uh, you know, in the majority of them are negative, like you say. And so um, starting to change them with the affirmations, with notifying them, with actually being aware of them, like you said, which is a big deal. Let's talk about your your morning routine and how some of the things you do help that to uh, incorporate that throughout the day. So how do you get up, dress up and show up? And I'll tell you, it's so important. If if I miss, you know, I missed a day last week and all the travel and I'm, I'm going from Kentucky to California and back to Ohio. There was a day where I, I didn't get everything in and it changes it for me because I, I mean, I'm out of it completely. So what I do, I get up in the morning, I meditate immediately, 20 minutes at least. Yeah. Um, I do transcendental meditation. I've done all sorts, but what I do is I set, I don't set a clock or anything. I do most of the time about 40 minutes, but I'll set a chime for 60 minutes and then anything past 20, I'm I'm good, right? Yeah. So I do that. I do 10 minutes of affirmations. I do 10 minutes of visualization. I do journaling every day. As a matter of fact, I've got it in front of me every morning. I'm writing in here. So gratitude journal. I do. I do a page of all the things I'm grateful for now. And then I'm yeah. doing a page of all uh, what I'm creating. So I'm writing it in the present tense, That's but it's a all whole the page. Yeah. You do a whole page you're grateful for like in the morning. Wow. I hear two or three things. They have a whole page right on, Brent. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I, the more you feel grateful, the more you get to be grateful for. I mean, we know that, right? But yeah. it's magic. It really is. Because it's not about what you're doing for yourself. I mean, by feeling this way in helping other people, and that's giving you gratitude. So it starts to create this bigger and bigger scale, you know? Yeah. So yeah, every morning, page of gratitude, page of what I'm creating. So I am right. Yeah. Not I want to be, or I'm going to, I am. And I, I do that. And then I watch a couple of YouTube videos on, for instance, if I was trying to manifest a, my dream house, for instance, right. I would watch that and I would put myself there and I'd see myself cutting on the cutting board and whatever. Yeah. So any kind of video that it's something I'm working with there. And then I close with a, a 10 minute affirmate it's it's my voice i recorded and then i'm just repeating it to myself in my head but i'm listening to my own voice so it's right. just you know the same thing all the things that i am creating but in the present tense so it takes about altogether about an hour in the morning mm-hmm. hour in the evening and the most important thing really for the evening if you don't do anything else is don't go to sleep thinking about all of the problems from the day because you're going to wake up the next day with that so what you do is those last five minutes when you're between sleep and awake and you're in the subconscious, you want to be putting things in there that matter. You want to be putting affirmations that matter, visualizations that matter, not worrying about what you're going to do tomorrow. Cause when you wake up, that is going to be what's on your mind. So for evening, that's 
you know, the only the one thing you have to do, I think, is you have to get your mindset right for the next day. Otherwise, you just have a continuation of the same day over and over and over again. You want mm-hmm. end stop every day, you know? Yeah. Thomas Edison has a really good quote that says, never go to sleep without giving your mind something to mull over, something to work on for you. And so that's where you're leading to. You're, you're alluding to the fact that the brain, the subconscious mind is working regardless, even when you're asleep. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to be if you're thinking of something negative. You're going to be marinating on that all yeah. night long. I mean, yeah. it's crazy. It's going to affect your sleep. You know, wake up grumpy. It is the domino effect. Yeah. Uh, of waking up that way. Very nice. So I hear a lot of mind work and that takes place with your morning routine. So it's a, it's a stimulating the mind, getting affirmations. In. And I like the notion of listening to your own voice because there is the chatter going on already in there. And so to actually hear yourself, give yourself those affirmations like I am wealthy, I am rich, I am all that, whatever it is you're looking for, it's it's stronger, it's more powerful. Um, uh, I've done that for myself as well. And I have a three month old daughter and I'm thinking of making one of my voice to give to her as yeah. she sleeps. Oh, that's good. So she could hear it again, back to that seven years, zero to seven years, those, those programming are pretty pretty dense <laughs> once you start working on them. So I, I like that notion and would um, suggest people think about doing something like that because that's the most impactful yeah. way to do it. Um, tell us some more about um, in terms of people say the morning routine starts the night before and you kind of allude to that a little bit with making sure the night before you're probably journaling or thinking something positive to kind of set you up to prime you up for the day. Anything else that, that you do in terms of like physical movement, what are the importance of it? Um, working out, what are you reading? What, what are you feeding in those senses? Well, I mean, obviously it's a triangle. I mean, you got to have the body part. So I became a vegan about six months ago. And I, again, a kid from the Midwest who loves hamburgers and, and pepperoni pizzas and all that stuff. And the, it was the last thing that I, I mean, I have cancer. I've been through, you know, I've been broke. I've been rich. I've been, I've been through all of the other things and, and came out and, and beat them, but yeah. way up and down, you know, my whole life. And it just, it's just so hard when you're in your forties, you know, you're not 20 anymore. So trying mm-hmm. to get just energy. So I, I used what I've done my whole life, which is the mind and, and to accomplish that goal. So at the end of the night, meditation is always good. Anything you can do to quiet down the mind and get yourself in the zone to go into the subconscious. So anything you can do there that's a positive is a win. So yeah. don't go to bed full. Don't go, you know, exercise is great. I mean, even walking, anything, yoga, anything that gets you gets the connection, mind, body, spirit. Because you can be a billionaire who who works in front of a computer all day and have the worst health in the world. You can be a mountain climber who has no money. I mean, you have to have the triangle. So you've got to, you know, take care of your body, take care of your mind, take care of other people. You know, it's yeah. not all, It's this isn't an individual game. People think that too. It's like, if I get mine, then I'm stealing it from somebody else. And if, if he gets his, he's going to take mine instead of we're all part of this collective and we're all one. So it's a completely different when you look at it that way. There's enough for everyone. You know, I don't have to steal it before you get it kind of thing. So a reading, um, I have, I mean, stacks of books. I'm I'm reading an intimate note right now here. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, the power of now I always have with me. This is a good book too. It's called The Bullet Journal Method by writer Carol. And it's all about journaling, but uh, with a bullet journal. So he shows you how to do that. Anything you can do, watch uh, self-improvement YouTube videos. 
Yeah. And you're driving in the car. Don't listen to top 40. Listen to books on tape. Take the time that you're doing some frivolous thing. You're sitting down to watch Netflix and instead do something that, you know, is feeding you, is feeding yeah. your soul, not something that's taking your power away, which is all that crap does. You know, yeah. you two, you know, the bad stuff you're watching, you know, falling down the rabbit hole, watching plane crash videos or something, you know? Yeah. That's great. Thank you for sharing that. It's good to stay with the mind, read the right thoughts. You're feeding your senses just like you feed your body. Um, yeah. That's how I, I perceive it. Um, Brent, tell us, how can we connect with you? Where can we find you? My website is brentweb.com, but my book, uh, Five Steps to the Perfect Mindset, it'll help anybody watching this uh, understand what they've got to do, especially if they've never done anything. Uh, the books are free. There's nothing to buy. You can go to successsecrets.net. You can download a copy. You can start reading it today. And you start using, it doesn't matter what you read. It doesn't matter what you watch unless you implement. So you got to do whatever it is. You know, people are collectors of knowledge nowadays. They go and watch all these videos, read all these books, but they never do anything. So anything you're going to do, start making the action step and everything will start to change. Well put. All right. Thank you so much for sharing. Got to act now. Make sure you do one thing now to uh, get the spiral moving, get get that, get in motion. Um, Brent, we thank you so much for coming and sharing your time with us this morning. It has been a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Of course. Well, all right, morning enthusiasts, that's it for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. If you love the Best Morning Routine Ever podcast, we'd love to hear from you. So go ahead and subscribe, rate, and give a review on iTunes or Google Play. While you're at it, tell a friend about the show. Be sure to visit bestmorningroutineever.com and our Facebook group to join the conversation, access the show notes, and discover our fantastic free bonus content. Until next time.